Kasich is getting annihilated in East Lansing. <laughs> Welcome to Walk the Line, Halloween edition 2014. My name is Dan Cryer, and today with me again on this rainy Halloween is Brooks Lambier. Ooh, Dan, how's it going? Ooh, Brooks! You having a good time on Halloween, man? You loving this weather? It's typical Halloween in Michigan with the rain and the clouds. The rain and the clouds. Brooks and I are here in the studio right now. We're living it up. We're having a good time. It's uh, Halloween. It's uh, October 31st, uh, 2014. And Brooks really dressed up uh, good today. He is wearing a complete kit. He was privy to a complete Michigan State University soccer, men's soccer team kit. And he's wearing he's wearing number 10 right now because he's the star of the team. It says Lambert in the back. He even has his hair cut like those World, those World Cup dudes. He's got like this part cut into it. It's shaved different on each side. I like it, Brooks. Thank you. Thank you. I hope Jay Chapman doesn't mind I took his number. Yeah, yeah. dude. Brooks is looking awesome. And me, every, everybody who knows me knows I go all out on Halloween. Like I'm huge holiday. So today I'm like a mixture of Tom Izzo's Kiss from Midnight Madness with like uh, an Iron Man Sparty. And I got Hulk hands on while I type on my keyboard here. So, yeah, baby, it's Halloween 2014. And if you want to know, why am I so happy? Why am I so happy? Ask me. Why are you happy, Cryer? Uh, because Michigan State Spartans literally cleaned the floor of Spartan Stadium with the Michigan Wolverines for yet a second year in a row. 35-11. We're going to talk about that final touchdown, which for many people covered the spread. Brooks and I had minus 16 and a half, so we were relaxing at 28-11. But uh, we drove the stake into them, and we shoved it, and that makes me happy. So how do you feel? It was a really good win, and, uh, you know, they... Again, I don't think they played a good full four quarters. They Michigan State? Michigan State. Because Michigan definitely didn't. Yes, Michigan definitely didn't. Michigan State didn't play a full four quarters, but they came out and they proved a point, and that's pretty impressive to only give up, what, 11 points? No, 18. 11? Oh, no, 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 like Michigan State scored on their opening drive, and Langford had a nice three-yard run, and that was highlighted by Connor Cook absolutely freight training the little safety sophomore for Michigan. He Cook uh, did a uh, you know one of those the ball fake a, a read play, and he just went for like sixteen yards and just crushed the dude. And Langford scores at seven nothing. We figure the route is on, but then Michigan State is you know got a little loose with the ball, a turnover, you know, but the defense looked great, and then to end the half, thank goodness. Uh, because Lippitt had a great game, you know, set up with Lippitt, some nice passes. Langford punched one in, made it fourteen to three, and then R.J. Williamson with a pick six made it twenty-one three. Lippitt with a great grab up the sideline, seventy-yard touchdown, twenty-eight three. So, what did you think at that point when we got to twenty-eight three? I mean, I thought it was just it was over. Uh, There's oh. Mich- Michigan's offense wasn't doing anything the whole day, Not a- and you know Gardner wasn't doing anything, and it, it was just it was over by then. And they yeah. weren't going to come back and win. They don't have the offense. Their defense did well, I would say. That's obviously the best part about Michigan yeah. right now is their defense, but gosh, their offense just looks awful. Yeah, there was very few options and very little creativity, and Funch just didn't have a good game at all. I think he dropped a couple balls. So really, both teams kind of played poorly, and that shows you the separation between Michigan State and Michigan right now. Michigan State didn't play that well and just drubbed them. And, I mean, honestly, the funniest thing about it, because this is Walk the Line, we're here to talk about NCAA Week 10 and NFL Week 9, but last week, at kickoff, 
Some places in Vegas had Michigan State minus 17. Some people had Michigan State minus 17 and a half. So for those people, now Brooks and I last week both correctly predicted that Michigan State would cover the spread, which they did. We had them at minus 16 and a half when we did the show. Now, we both thought it would go over, but it ended up staying under. But here's the deal. I'm not saying anything about D'Antonio didn't give a crap about a point spread. I'm not even coming close to saying that. But D'Antonio saw that stuff with the tent spike. And then Brooks, I want you to talk about that because Michigan put it in the ground right in front of us. What happened? I don't know. I mean, I guess that's Michigan's way of trying to fire themselves up. It. I don't. I don't understand why. I. I think for some reason I feel like Purdue would do that because of the Boilermakers with the you know trains and the stakes yeah. and whatnot. I just. I don't understand that. And I think it was a bad move because what was on. On the Dan Patrick show, they interviewed Connor Cook, and uh-huh. Connor Cook said, "Yeah, that was that was a motivator for us to come out on the first drive and, and put a touchdown on them." So, yeah, you know, I think it was just a bad move by Michigan. It's a stupid move. Uh, it was a cocky move, like cockiness, of, with like a lot of, like the Wolverines like to do, like to be cocky. And yeah, I think strange. it was just bad. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm a huge skeptic. Anybody who knows me knows I don't believe anything ever, even my own self. But here's the thing. I just believe that there was no secret to that. People knew that Michigan were, was going to plan on doing it. D'Antonio probably was like, let me see if they do that. And then they came out. He goes, yep, they did it right before the national anthem. All right, let, let's just let this game play out. So when he had a chance at 28-11, you know, there was an onside kick by Michigan. He's, at th- thank goodness Lippitt was in there because it, it could have bounced weird, but Lippitt picked it up. So Michigan State had about 53 yards to go, and there was about three minutes on the clock. All they really had to do is get one first down, then just kneel it and let's go home. And and basically, a lot of people push at the minus 17, and people at the minus 17 and a half are f***ed off. I'm just going to say it because of that two-point conversion at 20 to 9. That made a lot of people angry. But D'Antonio had no idea, didn't care about that. He just wanted to shove it because of that spike. And man, went, like Langford went off for 8. Langford went off for 12. Langford went off for another 8. Next thing you know, he's got like 172 yards rushing. With 30 seconds to go, we run that sweep to the right. For a touchdown, and the crowd, everybody stayed. Everybody just loved it. So, what? What did you? Did, I mean, did you see that touchdown? No, I didn't. I was I was napping during that point. Listen to this guy. I just, I just, I don't know. I, I just, I mean, I, I, lo- I watched the highlights and everything, and yeah. I kind of knew like what we what retrospectively. Was then, what do you think about it? I mean, retrospectively, I like just about the game or in, in general. That touchdown at the end. That touchdown to shove end. it. You know, I think that's what they needed to do. I think it's. Ti- I think it's time for Michigan. To move over, and you know the football program's been showing that, and you know all our, all our other sports have been competing well against Michigan. Very I just think true. it's time to shove it and to let them know that you're not the dominant one anymore. This isn't the '90s and the '80s and early 2000s yep. anymore. This is a new era of college football, and you have to adjust to the new era of college football. And if you can't, you're not going to do well. And I was interested to see. I mean, I was at the game, so I wanted to see in the replay, and I DVR'd the game. You know, the conversation immediately after between D'Antonio and Brady Hoke Hoke, seemed pretty pleasant because usually the losing coach will be like, you know, how dare you? You shamed us. But I think Hoke, A, knows this is a rivalry game. B, knows what his team did with the stake. He probably knew that D'Antonio knew they were going to do it. And then he was like, listen, we probably should have stopped them. They were just running the ball at us. They didn't do it. We, we Michigan State, didn't do any play actions or passes. It was just run, 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 right, right up into them. So, ha, ha, ha. And at the end, you know, D'Antonio, I will be a media critic for one second here, and then we'll get to some picks. D'Antonio said, it's not about the coaching staff, it's about the program. Well, I don't know how you separate those two. I mean, the coaching staff had a lot to do with it. So the coaching staff is in control of the players, and the players need to respect the coaching staff. So if the players did that on their own, 
then the coaching staff has no control. And so that kind of does sound like Brady Hoke, but uh, I don't know, man. Just a poorly run team, and we're going to talk about Michigan in a sec here. So anything to add to that destruction? No, no. I think the, I think the football team spoke for themselves, and, you know, it could have been worse, but, you know, yep. thank gosh for the Michigan's defense, right? That's what they're saying, all the Michigan fans. Oh, yeah. I mean, that game could have gotten way out of hand. So anyway, all right. I'm happy they covered Brooks and I were right. So last week, Brooks, Brooks and I – we had differences. I'm not going to get into it too much, but I'm on a hot streak still. I had uh, LSU defeating uh, Ole Miss in that big upset, which uh, kind of reset things. We'll mention the, the the college football top ten here just for a second um, today, but really we're here to talk about the lines for um, NCAA Week 10, Saturday, November 1st. That's tomorrow. And so the first game I want to get to, Brooks, is the Fighting Illini of Illinois. They are going into Ohio State, and we're going to talk about this first because Ohio State is the big matchup against Michigan State on November 8th. But I do need to say something to the University of Illinois, who I bagged on. Anybody want to take a listen to November 20, or, uh, October 24th show? You will hear me just go off on Illinois. And you know what? It was, I think, justified at the time. And I think Minnesota played a sleeper of a game. But I do got to say, Tim Beckman and Illinois, really, really good defense. I was uh, you know, happy to see it. I, I respect you guys for playing good defense, and I owe an apology because I was bagging on Illinois really bad. They ended up defeating Minnesota and really wrecking Minnesota's season, don't you think, Brooks? Yeah, that was Minnesota had to win that game because the next the last three games they have Ohio State, Nebraska, Wisconsin. I think they played those <laughs> oh. three teams last. Like they they needed to beat Illinois and, because you know they yeah they, they just bad. needed that game. Yeah, they would Minnesota would have gone to seven one in the season. Now it's six and two. Like Brooks said, staring at games like Iowa, Wisconsin, Nebraska. This is not good. So, and Illinois, great defense and a defensive turnover, uh, a scoop and score to get the final uh, touchdown to make it twenty eight twenty four. But there were still five minutes in the game. Illinois played really good defense. Uh, the quarterback from Minnesota overshot, overshot Cobb couldn't really do much. Cobb was the guy who fumbled. So hey, that so that leads us to this week. So. I disrespect Illinois. Now Illinois is getting 28 and a half points. They got to go play in the horseshoe over under 66. So basically, why don't you give me a heads up on what the heck happened to Ohio State last week? They were up 17 nothing at Penn State and end up going to overtime, double OT. I mean, I from what we found out, too, is JT Barrett now has a sprained MCL. So that's if he, he did that during the game. Or at whatever he, whenever he sustained yep. an injury, you know, yep. just you know, Penn State, def- Penn State's defense is good. Just their offense can't do anything. That's the problem. I mean, they they held into overtime, and you know, Christian Hackenberg tried his best, and yeah, you, you, I mean, everyone's like, oh, Christian Hackenberg, like they're making such a big deal out of him. Well, he's a good quarterback for what he has. I mean, try to put another quarterback in that system and see how they right. they would do with the limited uh, you know receivers he has and True. the running game's decent, but not great. Not like the past Penn State teams. So I mean I, I it's not easy playing Happy Valley. You know. and talk about Boza. I mean he had five Boza, Joey Boza, yeah, Joey five, Boza five sacks, including well. the most incredible sack to end the game by to end the sho- game. Yeah. shoving the running back into Hackenberg. I mean mm-hmm. what did you think of that guy? That was that was quite a performance. To, uh, and you know Ohio State needed that because Penn State was looking hot and they were looking to score again. So I'm, yeah, I can't wait to see the Michigan State Ohio State matchup because of this. You know with Bosa being good and and like you mentioned Barrett's got an injury. I mean we'll see we'll see what's happening, but. Uh, you know, the weird thing, I will say, there's an arrogance to Urban Meyer that I enjoyed Michigan State defeating them last year in um, Lucas Oil Stadium. because just And he was stunned at the end when, when, uh, when Braxton Miller got hauled down on fourth down because he knew it was over. And then Michigan State went and shoved it up them for one with a Langford touchdown. 
But he's so arrogant. They were up 17 nothing in the second half. And it's like third and six or seven, sure. But he has uh, Barrett throwing an outside pass, pick six. Mm-hmm. Just like you said, Penn State has limited resources on offense. and They're almost if, like Michigan. Yeah, if I'm Urban Meyer, just run the ball for four, punt it, and let your D go to work. But that pick six almost cost them the game because that flipped the crowd. I mean, 17-0 is a huge lead. The last thing you want to do is a pick six. Yeah, because I thought Hostet was going to put up even more points. I thought they would put up at least 35 or something in the second half because they didn't look like Penn State was doing much in the first half. No. So, all in all, this leads me to asking Brooks the question. Illinois coming off a victory at home, 28-24 for Minnesota, now going to an angry Ohio State team who just escaped Penn State. Now, home crowd, I would, I would guess this is homecoming if they haven't already had it. But uh, 28 and a half, that's a lot of points at an over under 66. I mean, Illinois has shown the ability to hang with teams. They've been covering the spread because I've been ripping them incessantly. And uh, Illinois, every time I do, seems to play well. But I'm going to let you tell me what you think. I think it's going to go. It's going to be under the spread because I because I don't know if JT Barrett's going to play a lot because okay. they have uh, Cardale Jones has like not played much. He's a sophomore quarterback for Ohio State. So are they going to rotate JT Barrett because do they want to save him for the Michigan State game? You know, especially you know if you're up early, why not put your backup quarterback in? All right. So I think you said under the spread, which is I love that term. Yeah. Are you saying it's going to stay under and Ohio State's not going to cover? What yeah, you I don't. I don't think Ohio State's going to cover the twenty-eight and a half. I think that's just way too much. I think I'm going to say it goes over sixty-six. Oh really? Yeah. I'm wondering what the weather is. I mean, I'm not going to look right now, but cause mm-hmm. just whatever. They're going to beat them. Yeah. But I'll check tomorrow. I think it'll be close. I'm going to say Ohio State wins the game 35, Illinois gets 28. So just a seven-point spread. You know, it's possible. I mean, I, Ohio State, I, I don't know. If, like you said, if Barrett doesn't play, but Illinois, up until the Minnesota game, couldn't stop the run against anyone, and they stopped Cobb pretty well. They looked really good, Illinois did, on, on defense. So, like I do, I'm, I'm just expecting, you know, today in Michigan, and we're here in the Midwest, 40 degrees, low of 28 tonight, it cannot be that warm tomorrow, and it's a night game. So, I'm just thinking that's going to keep it under, but uh, yeah, I think Ohio State's going to beat them by two, two touchdowns, three touchdowns. I, the 28 and a half seems a lot. I mean, that's over four scores. Yeah. Against that team. So, and that could be, you know, I, in my mind, I call it the reverse trap, where you're like, oh, there's no way. And then you're like, whoa, 72 to 14. Well, oops. So it could get away from Illinois, but, you know, maybe they can build off last week. So I'm going to say Ohio State does win. I'm going to say it stays under the 66, but they don't cover. So I'm with you in the 30s. I'm going to say 38 to 24, uh, Ohio State wins. And that's going to set up then a game on November 8th between what will be probably, you know, 5th, 6th, 7th ranked Michigan State, probably the 12th, 11th ranked Ohio State. And that's that's the big one, man. We got to get that one. So, what are you what are you going to expect for that one? You know, I mean, it's going to be interesting. Like I said, because the JT Barrett situation. Yeah. Like with, I'm assuming it's just sprained, and I'm assuming he's you know they're continue to ice and you know uh, go to the he'll see the trainers, but uh, a JT Barrett that's not 100. percent I don't think that's something that no, that's gonna that's something that's gonna it'll be a charm life for Michigan State if. If, yeah. if we have a backup, backup quarterback coming in here yeah. after the Indiana stuff and get Gardner being what he is. Well, I mean, also, too, this limits because JT Barrett has a lot of – he actually has more carries than you think against yeah. – against, uh, and, 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 and um, 
He's your prototypical Urban Meyer quarterback. He'll but get he's out not, of the pocket. But, but he's not. He's more of a pocket passer, though. He's not a Braxton Miller where he runs. I mean, surprisingly enough, he has 98 carries for 458 yards in offense, and he's so not a running he's quarterback. he's not a running back quarterback? No, he's yeah, not. He has 98 like, carries. They, they've la- people have labeled JT Barrett as not a running quarterback. Right. And he's not as fast as Braxton Miller. He's more of a, po- he's more of a pocket passer. Sure. So, that's a, so that if he play, plays with a sprained MCL, that limits that. You're yeah. going to sit in the quarterback, so maybe that gives Michigan State an advantage because you're only going to look for a lot more passing than running. Now, one thing, the, the, the spread for next week's game between Michigan State and Ohio State won't come out until Monday, all right, until Monday the 3rd. I'm going to predict the spread right now. So Ohio State wins but doesn't cover. I think we're going to have Michigan State favored by 6.5 right at that 7, but so to see if Michigan State can win by 7. And I think the over-under is going to be 51.5, okay? Because it's going to be right at that, you know, 52 threshold. I don't know what the weather's going to be like next week, but I'm, I'm predicting the spread for next week. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know if that makes any sense. All right, we got uh, three games to get through quickly, and then the NFL really is, everybody should have a buy in the NFL this week. So, the second game I want to talk about is what, in the college football rankings, is between number four and number five. So, Auburn Tigers are going to Ole Miss. Ole Miss just lost. Auburn one by seven against South Carolina in a shootout. So the over-under is 51. Ole Miss is at home. Like I said, coming off a loss, minus two and a half. So they're not even giving up a field goal. So they're, this is as close as you can have it, really. So uh, Brooks, man, I mean, like this is, a, this is basically an elimination game, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it is. It's an elimination game. I don't like how Ole Miss decided to at the end of that LSU game oh, to call plays. Coaching. I think it was an awful coaching terrible decision. Terrible coaching. And honestly, I think Auburn's ready, and I think Auburn comes in there and smashes them. Yeah, I get that feeling too, man. I don't know if it's a smash, but they're maybe, definitely going to do They're going to prove a point. Maybe maybe they're not going to crush wow. them by like 14 or uh-huh, something, uh-huh. but I think at least they win by seven or a touchdown. Okay. I mean, I mean in seven or a field goal. Well, and and like because of Ole Miss's – no, I, I agree 100%, yeah. and mm-hmm. we can do this quick because it's over under 51. I think we're staying under. And Ole Miss does have a good defense, no matter what. So it's going to be a grind out game. No 42-35 at all. We're gonna. I'm thinking something like you know 23 for Auburn and Ole Miss. I'm going to say uh, 23 to 17. So a six point game, six point spread. Auburn goes on the road and basically takes Ole Miss out of the equation. And then you start wondering, will Ole Miss take Mississippi State out of the equation? So then the dominoes are going to start to fall here in the SEC. But I'm going to say Auburn. 23 to 17. What do you got, Brooks? Well, I mean, this is interesting because if you look at the games that Ole Miss has played, if you if you look at all of them, you see that you know they put up 35, 41, 56, but yeah. then 24, and then they're back in the 30s. If you look at this Ole Miss team, I mean, they're good in the trenches, but the thing is, they're limited in their offense to only passing. Yeah, they don't run the ball very well. They're ru- they're rushing like in the country. They are currently uh, 140. They average 149 and a half yards. They're 83rd overall. They don't run the ball very well. And, and wh- against Auburn, you have to be you have to do both to set up the pass. True. Now, what is it? Because Auburn was getting torched on passes against South Carolina yeah. last week. So, what's Auburn's pass defense like? Uh, I don't know their pass defense. Let me look it but up. But their quick. points yeah, against yeah, their points against though they're again at 20.7 on average. So that's 25th overall. The, and Auburn does not have a bad defense. You know, everyone says, you know, the SEC, they don't have good defenses, you know, but that's because the offenses are so good. Here, I got it right here. So their rush defense is 24th in the nation. There's 125 teams that play. And uh, their their pass defense is 73rd in the nation. So really, but that, they've been torched on a, on a few occasions. They have. I mean, so 
Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, so give me a score on this one. Ole I just, Miss I just two. don't think uh, Ole Miss, it's at home. It's an advantage, but I just think Auburn comes in there and wins. And I'm going to say it does stay under the 51. I don't think it's going to be back and forth into the 30s for sure. No, me neither. But I think Auburn wins the game. I'm going to go 28 to 17. All right, so we're both kind of in that same area, but you think, and, and that's really convincing, an 11-point win on the road. I have it six just where, you know, maybe Ole Miss has a chance at the end to make it 24-23 and comes up short. So, I mean, we'll just see. This is good. Michigan State needs to start moving up the rankings. Michigan State is currently eighth in the playoff, the College Football Committee playoff poll. And then, like I said, Ole Miss is fourth and Auburn's third. So I even misspoke. I said fourth and fifth. Oregon's fifth, Alabama's sixth, TCU, which we're going to get to right now, they're seventh. I can't believe they're above Michigan State. And uh, so this is just a game that it would be nice to see one of these teams lose. And guess what? One of these teams has to lose. So I feel a little relief there. Now, like I said, TCU Horn Frogs just put up 82 points against uh, Texas Tech. And Texas Tech not having a good season. Texas Tech just tried to keep playing and playing and playing fast, up-tempo. And then uh, TCU ran all over them. TCU now minus four on the road at West Virginia, who's had a great season now. If you look at it all together, they played Alabama close, and then they defeated Baylor. They went on the road and really handled Oklahoma State, 34-10 on the road. So now West Virginia comes home as four-point dogs in a game with an over-under of 71. So I had West Virginia on an upset alert uh, two weeks ago against Baylor. I got them on it now. What do you think about this game? No, no way. No way? Not again. No, and right. you were right about that game, and I was wrong about that game. No, TCU, <laughs> they are the Big 12 team that is the only one left, and TCU's offense ranks first in the nation. They put up 50.4 points. Okay. They actually yeah, have it, they actually have, an, they actually have a defense unlike Baylor. They can play well. There's no way Virginia does it twice. I'm All right. sorry. So minus four, are they going to cover? Okay, so I'm going to have TCU winning. Okay. And I'm going to say TCU wins, I'm going to say they put a 42. Wow. And West Virginia only puts up 28. All right, so you do have them covering. Yes. Okay, you're going to stick with that. I'll stick with that. All right. Now, because of the weather, I'm going to go back to the weatherman, Dan, just using the, the fact that weather travels from west to east. So tomorrow, I'm thinking West Virginia's got to get some of this muck that we're dealing with now. I know it's in the Great Lakes area a little bit more. But I think it's going to just push east. I don't know. Just total speculation. Not a meteorologist. I'm not AMA certified. But I'm thinking it stays under 71. And doo, 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 upset alert. It's going to happen again. Because I'm not sold on TCU. I think Kansas State is a legit team in the Big 12. So that's the team to watch out for. But West Virginia, pretty good too. And they're putting a great season together. TCU is going to find out what it's like. It's West Virginia's resurgence this year. So you guys watch. West Virginia is going to win this one. It's not going to be that. It's going to be close. But it's going to stay under 71 because of the weather. So I'm going to say West Virginia wins this one because 71 is so huge. 31-28. to 28. So I'm going to say 31-28. Might take a final field goal. But West Virginia, they're going to do it again and knock a team out. And once TCU loses this one, they're done too. So Ole Miss and TCU, sayonara. Sound good? No, nope. I don't like it. I like, <laughs> I like TCU winning. You're not, you're not getting this one again. All right, we'll see. I'm on a hot streak, guys. All right, last one of the week for NCAA. We got the Indiana Hoosiers going into the big house, which can we still call it the big house? I guess. I guess. Why not? All right. I don't think it's going to be a crowded big house, but it's a big house. So the three and five Michigan Wolverines are minus seven 
over under 53 and a half. And I'm, I think our boy Alexander, a.k.a. Xander, not with an X, with a Z, son of two beautifully uh, uh, crafted actors. actor parents. B- B-list actors. Yes. Oh, her, the, the mom played Jerry Seinfeld's love interest on Seinfeld. And the dad, it's, he looks like an opera. MMA wrestler. He's, He's yeah, in a soap opera. Dude, dashing. Dashing yes. father. So Xander, you got it all except for you're a freshman. So you're going to play Michigan, who actually does have a pretty decent defense. Yes. So the 53 and a half, Tevin Coleman, is he still, uh, he's, he's still uh, healthy? I think, yeah. All right, can Michigan stop the run? I don't think so. Yeah. So we got some contrasting things going here. We do. I don't know what to do. So Brooks, you, you're more familiar with Michigan, and, and I, I know where I'm going with this one. So what do you think about this game? Oh, gosh. I, don't, I mean, they almost lost to Penn State, and they just beat them at the big house. But they lose to Minnesota at the big house. And I don't know. Do you consider Indiana? I mean, Minnesota. I guess st- like record-wise is better than Indiana. But I mean, I don't know that. I don't know what you would consider. I mean, they're both on different sides of the of the legends are low East and West for the Big Ten. Yeah. But I I I don't know what this game is going to be like. I feel like this is a toss-up because Michigan could win, or or Indiana could somehow find well, a way the, to win. Well, the question is. So because of that, I'm 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 gonna jump in if you don't mind. May I jump interject? In. Jump in. Here's the thing. Michigan, Indiana, it's not gonna be one to D V R and put on Big Ten Network. Okay. In fact, that makes me laugh because <laughs> Michigan is inconsequential now. And the question is, can they get to six wins somehow? Because that Ohio State game's looking like a big loss, unless they can pull it together somehow and if Ohio State melts down at some point. I don't know. But yes, I think Michigan's gonna win. No, I don't think they're going to cover. No way does this game go over. There's going to be some touchdowns, but, uh, you know, I'll give two touchdowns to Coleman and maybe a field goal. I don't know. It's going to be messy. So Michigan wins this one 20 to 16, 17, one, and it doesn't even matter. Let's say 20 to 17. We'll just keep it normal. So Michigan wins 20 to 17 in a game that nobody wants to watch, and I just think, you know, there's a chance Indiana might win. That's the thing. All right. I, I think I agree with you because I don't think the redshirt freshman quarterback can pull it off. He didn't look good against. I mean, Michigan State has a good defense. He didn't look good. I didn't watch last week's game that they played last week. Did anyone? I don't know. No, no one did. Unless no one you're did. from Bloomington, did they play? Who did they play? I don't know exactly. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> so then, what do you got? Michigan, what? All right. So I have Michigan winning, okay. and I'm going to say Michigan wins twenty to fourteen. All right, so that would be like exactly in my wheelhouse too, because I think yeah, Michigan gets a few couple field goals, couple touchdowns, maybe Indian Xander slips and falls. Anyway, and his parents are like, "Oh no, we look great." So hey, that's just one. I want to see Indiana win, but you know what? If if Michigan wins, then they're at four and five, and maybe they can muck on into like a, a game against like a Sun Belt team, and Georgia Southern can beat them. That would be hilarious. Grambling. So, yeah, geez. All right, so let's move on then. So that was NCAA Week 10. We just have a couple games to get to, and then we're going to get out of here. We got some studying to do. And so for uh, NFL Week 9, it's not a smorgasbord. It's not. So I'm only going to talk about two games very quickly. The first one is a 4 p.m. game. So these are Sunday, November 2nd, and it's not a good week of football. The Detroit Lions, who, by the way, did win but didn't cover. Nice comeback. Didn't cover in, in London, so it was sort of exciting. Did you watch the second half of that game? No, because I was at the men's soccer game on soccer. Sunday. Soccer. And I can't blame Brooks for loving soccer so much. <laughs> but 
this week at 4 p.m. Now, you know how they do that, that computer program to shuffle all the schedules in the yeah. NFL, mm -hmm. right? There's an algorithm equation they use. The first rule of this equation that the NFL uses, I found this out. This is secret, so don't tell anyone. The, the first rule is in week 7, 8, or 9, or 10, the Patriots have to play Peyton Manning. <laughs> okay? No matter what. Yeah. It doesn't matter what team Peyton Manning's on, Tom Brady and Peyton Manning have to play. Okay. Then all the other games are allowed to go into the to the mix. But it has to be 7, 8, 9, or 10, and it has to be these guys playing. Because they played literally since before I was born. Before the NFL began, they were actually playing each other in football. Hmm. So last year, Denver was up like 28 nothing at halftime. I think uh, uh, New England came back and won the game. They, they played again in the playoffs. I think they've literally played 9,000 times. And uh, finally, we get the 2014 season edition. Right, so New England coming off just a destruction of Chicago Bears, Denver they won Thursday night handily over uh, they won thirty five twenty one over the San Diego Chargers. So now Denver's going in minus three and a half to New England, uh, over under forty seven, and um, I'm just the question for you is does can Denver win on the East Coast during the regular season? It's hard to win, win New England, especially if it's going to be rainy and cold because mm -hmm. they're so used to that weather. The Patriots. And, I mean, it does get rainy and cold, I guess, in Denver, but it's different, you know, the mile high. Yeah, I can see wind. wind be, I mean, yeah, it is different. Yeah, it is different. It's certain places to play. Then Peyton Manning hasn't really – I think his record is very poor in Foxborough. Yeah. He doesn't play well against the Patriots in Foxborough. So I, th I think New England wins this game. I For some reason, Tom yeah. Brady's on a roll and like, Gronk is back. and Gronk. Gronk. <laughs> I mean, that's yes. the ingredient. It's yes. not a miss. It before it was the missing ingredient. Yes, he was injured. This guy is literally—he's a beast. Yes. He's the JJ Watt of offense. He's bigger, stronger, faster, and he was great. I I looked up some of his highlights from um, from University of Arizona. He's been a beast his whole life. Mm -hmm. His younger brother plays for Kansas State right now. The Gronks—they're everywhere. Yes, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. So now Brady have Gronk. Gronk have Brady. What more do you need? They put 51 points up against the Bears. Yes. So, yeah. The Bears are falling, though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just, I am, all Brady needs to do, it's like uh, Breeze has Jimmy Graham. Just get it to get it to Graham. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's the thing. So, uh, why don't you give me a score on this one? I'm going to say the Patriots win this one, and I'm going to say they win in a close game. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say the Patriots win 24 to 17. All right. So Brooks has the Patriots being underdogs winning and covering, and he has it under at uh, 41 points. I, on the other hand, think there's going to be about 10 more points on each side. Just somehow they're going to figure it out, but I totally agree with you. I think the Patriots do win. I have them winning 27-24. I think Denver games, I just tend to think about overs with Denver, and I don't want to talk about the Philadelphia Eagles. Last week they threw, I always say, Eagles over, over. They th they inter they fumbled into the end zone. Don't they remind me, Darren Sproles didn't give me fancy points. Oh, that stinks. Yeah, and then and then um um you know it just was tough. And then they they threw an interception in the end zone. It's just you know. So I think that the game's going over. New England wins twenty seven twenty four. And I mean stuff I'm seeing like last night Florida State defeated Louisville. Florida State fumbled into the end zone and picked it up and got it. Florida State threw an interception and then the guy didn't know how to go down to the ground. So then he, Winston stripped him and they got it back. And then Winston's thrown into like quadruple coverage and getting touchdowns. So I mean I'm seeing so many things that make me so angry. So Michigan State needed Florida State to lose last night. I, I was that bummed me out. Did you I, see any of that? I, I watched some of it. They were down twenty-one nothing. I yeah. thought they were they were done. 
Yep. Louisville just couldn't finish. Bobby no. Petrino, man. They yeah, terrible play calling. Fourth, third and two by Petrino, a pass. Fourth and two, a pass. Dude. I just bad. Like at least bootleg or something. So people will say Petrino's this and that. I I don't see it. So whatever. That was just a, a botched a win for that they gave away for Louisville last night. Okay. NFL week ten, Sunday night game. Baltimore Ravens minus two going into Pittsburgh over under forty eight. You like fantasy. How many points would have Ben Roethlisberger gotten you if he were on your team last week? I, I don't know. I'm probably 50 or something. How, how, well, I forgot how, how he had a great game last 500, week. 552 like, yards. He was 40 for 49. Yeah. And how many touchdowns did he have? Like, five. Five. Yeah. He probably would have got me probably like 60, in 60, 50 points. Jeez Louise. Yeah. And for some reason, and, you know, I. Against the Colts, too. The Colts had yes. been fantastic. The Colts had previously shut out the Bengals. Yes. So and, unbelievable. And that, for some in Pittsburgh has found it. Like last year they didn't find it, but for some reason they're just for they're, two weeks what, they found it. That's the why I wanted weeks. to bring this up. Yeah. Baltimore's been playing very well. Baltimore just shellacked the Buccaneers a couple weeks ago on the road, scored like thirty five in the first half or something. So Pittsburgh though, they're a team that loses to the Buccaneers. You know, they I think they lost I called to the, that game too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they lost to somebody else terrible. It it's like that's what they do. Pittsburgh on route to eight and eight. So they have a great showing against the Colts. Unbelievable showing. Put up 51 points themselves. Now they're at home as dogs. Plus two, Sunday night game, over under 48. What do you? What's your feelings on this one? I mean, Pittsburgh always plays well at home, but they do have the Ravens coming in. They played well two weeks in a row, so in the in professional sports, we're in a hot, when you're on a hot streak, yeah. teams find it. Yep. You know, it's like like we saw in the World Series here. We're on a hot streak, you, you find it, you, it keeps going. So I'm going to say the Steelers win this one. I'm going to say they win 28, and Baltimore puts up 21. Cool. So you have uh, 28-21, which is right over, and you got the uh, Pittsburgh winning at home as underdogs. I'm just going to say Baltimore is tough, too. And, you know, yes, Pittsburgh is hot right now, but they seem like a team that they're just going to have, you know, they have the momentum going. What they do in the last few years, it seems like they have the momentum going, and then they screw up a game. So Baltimore's been playing great. I like the way Flacco's looking. So they're looking tough. And um, I'm, I got Baltimore going and winning, uh, covering 23-20, game that stays under. And I think it's just going to be that, you know, AFC North uh, grinded out game that stays under. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a good football game to end the weekend. Yeah. So, yeah. Right on. Well, that was Walk the Line here for NCAA Week 10 and NFL Week 9. Today is Halloween, so I'll give you one more <laughs> So, yeah, like, uh, you know, we already made it through October. Can you believe it? I'm... This year is just going fast as they all do. Dude, it's flying by. I mean, yep. got two more regular season games for the soccer team. Women, women's are done today, and then Big Ten and NCAAs, man, I'm ready. Well, you know what? I'm enjoying everything about this year. I got to say, it started on January 1st with a Rose Bowl victory over Stanford, and it's been a great year so far. A lot of ups, some downs. Nothing's ever perfect, but you know what? It's a great year, and um, it's nice. Michigan State, I think, can rest up, get 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 healthy, Really practice hard, um, you know. Maybe do some scouting here tomorrow to see because because my Urban Meyer is going to want to play, you know, some funky plays and some extra players just to throw off our defense to try to. But I think Narduzzi is going to develop a good game plan for Ohio State, and I, I just think it's going to be another huge packed crowd, obviously, on the eighth. So yeah, anything you want to add before we get out of here? No, I just I think Michigan State football needs to rest up. I think yeah. Michigan football is just on the down yeah. the down right now and. You know, it's going to be an interesting week to see if Michigan State finally gets out of that eight spot and they move up somewhere because everyone's been losing, but they haven't been moving. So I think they need 
you know, hopefully someone loses, they move up, and then if they yeah. have an impressive showing against Ohio State, and then someone loses next week, they'll move up even further. Well, if obviously you know, Ole Miss Auburn's going to drop a few spots, the loser of that game, and I think TCU is going to lose, like you said, TCU you think is going to win. So that's that's going to be the question for me is because is TCU going to stay above Michigan State as the as we go forward? So anyway, man, hey. Oh, we have fun. breaking news here. What do we got? What do we got? We have Dave Brandon, target of student protest, reportedly will resign as athletic director at Michigan. Really? Yes. Interesting. That is an interesting, like literally that just happened. I literally right just now, got this on my we, phone right as now. As we are finishing up the show. Well, you know what? I mean, it's not a shocking piece of information. I mean, I figured they would, like everything would rest to the end of the season. Yes. But, uh... Does this change your pick about tomorrow? You think Michigan's going to... Nah, I, I still think they're going to win, but not cover. No, I just... Uh, no, I think... They're, everyone's already just... I, it's up to the coaching staff to get the players ready. I yeah. think I think it's actually better, because Dave Brandon, I think, was too much into that program, because he thinks he, he was such a... He was a former football player for Michigan, that he sure. knew everything about football. And, you know, when you have people that are that controlling, that I'm sorry, that doesn't work. Well, so. and I mean, and th- like I was said, I've said it so many times, they're tethered to Hoke and, and, and Brandon. So, yeah. Hoke, Hoke, sorry, you're you're not long. You know, maybe they keep Hoke and they just get, they no, hire another no AD. No way, not you know, that, so? that, nope. Like, you can have my car if they do that. Okay. <laughs> How um, about your house? Dude, you can have my, my <laughs> beach house. I went down to Miami next to LeBron's old house. <laughs> So okay. anyway, man, but yeah, that's interesting. I don't think it changes much because Michigan's uh, season is a train wreck, and I really just got to say, I might as well end this show and just say how much I enjoyed watching Michigan State defeat Michigan last week Yeah, because it wasn't even close, and Michigan's not even in our neighborhood. Like, we're, I don't even know where Ann Arbor is anymore, so uh, pretty awesome. Yes. We, we do run the state. Yes, we do, and hopefully we run it on Sunday when the men's soccer team, if they can beat Michigan at home for Coach the Big loves Bear. loves soccer, and you know what? I'm cheering for them, so let's go. Let's go. Michigan State beat the Michigan Wolverines in soccer. Make Brooks happy and make us proud. So, yeah. yep. All right, everybody have a good, safe Halloween, and have a good weekend, and uh, we will see you next week. Don't eat too much candy. Bye.